Al Andrews Pat offers her perspective on writing from the start of her publishing journey to writing series and spinoffs. It's part one of her interview with this episode of The Right Focus. Welcome to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers, newbies, and veterans, and everyone in between. We're hosted by M.A. Lee with the assistance of Remy Black and Edie Rooms, all from Writers, Inc. Books. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Each episode lasts as long as it takes to fix a quick dinner, drive a short commute, or take a brisk walk. Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hey. How are you doing? I think the I think those lights are going to be an issue. <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> okay. I've got a little bar at the top that says recording, so hopefully, okay, you will keep it doing recording. It told me it was recording when it came on. Okay, good. Most excellent. Are those lights still too bad, or are they okay? They're okay. Um, okay. And you are not in shadow, which is important. Yeah. Um, I have to remember which which one to look at. I've got my big monitor over here so I can see. <laughs> but this is the one that has the camera. <laughs> Let's see. This might. Maybe I can do that and turn these lights off. There we go. Okay. Yes. I've got you. Wonderful. Um, so. This is Elle Andrews Pat, uh, and she is giving us an interview today for the Right Focus. And I was on your website today, and I oh, didn't listen because it's very clean, it's very open, it looks wonderful. Thank um, you. So I put a link, uh, a link to it will be in the show notes. Okay. Uh, so this is all I, um, on the laptop. It looks great on mobile. On mobile, you know, it always changes the way a website looks. Yes. Yes. And I think it's really important when people do their websites on their computers that they go and see how it looks on their phone. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. you might have to restack things. Like I like to put things side by side, but the left side of the website always comes up first on the mobile. So you have yes. to make sure they come out in the right order. So, right. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us about your books that you have out. Um, I write paranormal murder mysteries. So I write the real world. They're kind of gritty detective stories, but they have ghosts in them. Okay. Yep. That's all on your I website. also write a lot of speculative fiction. So yeah, my I'll novellas yeah. and my short fiction that I have in a lot of anthologies and that I've had published in a couple of magazines are speculative fiction, which again is real world with some fantastical twist. Right. So, yeah. How long have you been publishing? since 2013 okay yep and I had a weird uh, bizarro uh, fiction story that's the first one that I sold Uh um, to an anthology well it's to an online magazine called solar side and then Uh they did an anthology from their best of stories and what they did was they just published one story a month so people would submit and then they would pick one story and um, they paid pretty well. And um, 
it's a um uh, a zombie story i've written a couple of zombie stories <laughs> which is one of those things that they tell you don't write zombie stories they've been overdone but i had a unique twist too with some flesh-eating pomeranians and <laughs> and uh, yeah, certain type types of people find it laugh out loud funny. So yes. the hero is pretty hapless and confused and doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> and when you did it in 2013, people probably weren't saying no more zombies. I think that hit like 2015. Oh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> they they came back with The Walking Dead, but again, they had a unique premise, you know. So. Yes. Yeah, I think as long as you do things uh, with a unique twist that people are still open to them. Yeah. Right. Well, tell tell us how you got started in the idea of, first, the idea of writing for publication and then publication. Um, I started, I, I, I started out writing young like so many writers have. Mm -hmm. um, and in college, I got put off. Um, by you know a guy who said how how do you know this <laughs> I was writing a fantasy story but it was set during the Vietnam War uh -huh. and I was talking about how how the guy's socks were wet and his feet itched and how uncomfortable he was in the jungle and um and this guy was like but but how can you know how can you know this and I was like I don't know. I'm 18 and a woman and have never been to war. So I guess I don't. And I actually stopped yeah, but, writing. I stopped writing altogether for oh gosh. 12 years. So as a young mother in my early thirties, I, I started writing fan fiction. And then I learned um, at the feet of the great fan fiction writers at the time, at the time you could go in, they had all these forums and get betas and critiques on your read and they'd give uh -huh. you all this feedback. And I learned so much more than I did in college from my English professors about, you know, point of view and um, uh, tenses, you know, past and present tense and, you know, how to structure a story. And in fanfic, you have this sandbox of a, TV show or a book that you really enjoy and you can work in that sandbox and and find certain things that you know that you're weak doing like writing the senses people don't know how to write description so right. you can pick a story and write it in this universe that you know so you don't have to worry about you know characterization and uh -huh. that kind of thing and you can pick one thing to work on so I would like you know pick a story where I worked on um, you know smell and taste and touch and made everything very tactile and then the next time I might work on how to put you know five characters in a scene and keep them all separate where everybody knows who's saying what and uh -huh. um, you know how to do actions without being boring um, so I learned a lot from fan fiction yeah so it was good practice yeah it was and I had and I had we were in college, before I quit writing, we were required to submit stories to magazines. So uh -huh. I had learned the submission process back when you had to mail everything in and yeah. include a, you know, a self-addressed stamped envelope to get your reply back. <laughs> so, and I had gotten a really, a couple of really, really good rejections, which at the time I didn't realize how good they were. Uh -huh. um, science fiction and fantasy magazine 
Um, I, I got a rejection letter from them that was basically your story ending is too dark for us, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't much of a rejection. <laughs> so, and now I know that, but you know, it took me 30 years to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I started publishing in 2013 because I, I was starting to write original fiction um, uh -huh. and had done National Novel Writing Month. And um, I had all these original short stories that I didn't know what to do with. So I had about 10 or 12 stories and um, I found some of the market listings and went ahead and started submitting. So yeah, at some point you just have to get brave enough to stick it out there and see what happens. So, so short fiction is difficult for me. I naturally go into the long form of novels and it was hard for me to cut down to novellas. Was it difficult for you as short fiction moving to the novel form? Because your oh, ghost that I saw was Absolutely, huge. yeah. Um, um, I, it took me a long time to work my way up from short fiction to mm -hmm. longer fiction. And again, um, although I was already writing original fiction short stories, I, I went to the long form in fan fiction. Mm -hmm. um, and that was how I figured out how to how to stretch my stories. Um, wow. Saulstein has a book um, on, on how to, how to stretch stories. Uh -huh. And um, that was, that was helpful. I didn't even finish reading the book. It was essays on, on, you know, moving from short fiction to long fiction. Uh -huh. And, um, and I just read a couple of those and realized I just had to have more story. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That the, the story isn't always over. Short fiction, um, a lot of people write short fiction that has a whole novel concept in it. Uh -huh. And that's the problem with their, their short fiction. And they don't realize when they're submitting them that, that that's the problem. They actually have a book on their hands and they uh -huh. have no idea. So, and I had a couple of those kind of stories um, where I was doing more telling than showing um, uh -huh. to keep the story short and to work within a certain word count in order to submit it to a magazine. And, uh -huh. um, and I luckily had by that time made some writer friends and was working with a critique group and they were like, this is a book, you know, and a short story is a moment in time. It's wow. about one event or, you know, one happening or one specific um, concept. And, um, and that's what makes it short fiction. Um, but when you start trying to uh, transverse years in your transitions, um, you have a novel. Um, right. And, you know, some novels do take place over three or four days. The Stephen King, look at Gerald's Game, you know, Stephen King, it takes place right. in, in a very short amount of time, and it's, it's thick. <laughs> yeah. but, but there's a lot of plot because he talks a lot about Gerald's, you know, backstory. Uh -huh. So, um, so you're actually telling somebody's whole life, um, right. you know, in a compressed period of time. So, yeah. So when you moved from short fiction um, to uh, the long form, uh, you were not just adding in descriptions and more events. Were you uh, at doing more characters point of view? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, additional characters and, and additional plotting, you know, more things happened and right. your plots can be a lot more complex. 
Um, you have, you can have, you know, an A storyline and a B storyline and, you know, kind of insert the C storyline that wiggles up through the middle so that by the end of the book, um, you have some place to go in a sequel uh -huh. um, and you can write a series. And wow. standalone books uh, still sell well in the bookstores and bookstores still sell 60% of the books that are sold in the U.S. Uh -huh. um, but as a hybrid author or an indie author, series are what sells best. Wow. Um, and the bookstore started that. I mean, we, for a long time, it is still prevalent for a long time, for probably almost 20 years, almost everything was a series. And it uh -huh. kind of got annoying because sometimes you just want to read a book and have it be the book and not have to read 12 of them. Um, in order to find out what happens at the end. <laughs> right. So, so um, I, I, I remember picking up something in, because I'm a fantasy writer first. Yeah. Uh, mystery second. And picking up a fantasy book, and I can't remember now what it was. It was way back in the early 90s. Turned me off that author because the story didn't reach any kind of conclusion at the very end. So yeah. it was driving me to do the second book. The second book was not at the bookstore. Ah, so, ah. <laughs> I know, I know. And so, that, that was probably back in the battle days where you had to wait a year or two years yes, yes. for another book to come out. Yeah. So um, I think it's kind of crazy how they ask writers to write so fast these days. Yeah. And, um, and, and I've kind of I've fallen a, a little bit into that. And I do write faster now than I used to. Um, mm -hmm. but I just, I just have to sit on my drafts and rewrite. I can't, I mean, I may have a whole story, but it's not the best story I want to put out there. Uh -huh. So, and the series that end in cliffhangers, um, still drive me a little bit batty, um, when I'm reading on Kindle Unlimited or, uh -huh. you know, reading eBooks. Um, I prefer series, um, like, you know, Edgar Rice Burroughs Tarzan, you know, that was one of my favorite series ever. He had 22 books, but they weren't cliffhangers. You know, you could read a book and then, you know, go the next week and get another book and they were whole satisfying stories. Uh -huh. And um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm doing with my series. And I have two books so far out, you know, published and out uh -huh. on, uh, you know, ebook, Kindle Unlimited, uh, paperback, hardback, you know, I've got whatever format you want. Um, but I, but I have a slower read through on the second book and I'm, I'm working on the third book now, um, and was hoping to have it out this summer, but, um, I think it's going to get pushed to the fall and, um, my books have a satisfying ending. So uh -huh. people are slower to pick the sequel up. Um, they right. are They're not driven to they have been. But, um, but because I end the book, even though you know that there's more to the story, because I always leave like a minor, you know, cliffhanger, hey, what happened to this question? And I always bring whatever unanswered questions there are back in at the end. Um, you, have, you have a minor reason to go to the next book and wow. if you enjoy the characters. Uh -huh. um, but I always will and intend to always in any of my series conclude the storyline. So, yeah, I have one book with a blind detective in Daytona that I'm waiting um, to have it come out. And um, um, 
I want to get my third book in the Andrea Kelly series out, and then I'll I'll introduce this book, which is totally different character, but it's the same type of story with a ghost involved, uh-huh. and um, it ha- it's very much a standalone, uh-huh. um, but it paves the way um, for wow. a kind of monster of the week story. Um, so if it does well, then I'll take a series through that. And that's how that's how a lot of the, the romance writers now are doing series. And I think that it'll probably filter through eventually to the fantasy and um, mystery series, um, even the traditional ones without any paranormal, is that they'll take, um, in romance, they take, they'll write three to six books yeah. um, in a universe and and some of the, like, they'll write their first book, and then they'll take two characters from the first book and write the second book, yeah. and then two characters in the second book and write the third book, and like sometimes internet, all the characters yeah. will have been introduced in the first book, you know, right. and then they'll star in their own books as they go along, but I think that's kind of going to happen, or you'll have a spinoff, like, I'm thinking about spinning off um, one of my secondary characters with another of the secondary characters and having, right. having their own series. So, but you do that in fantasy, right? Do you think that'll happen? Yeah. So so I I have a series where I have a a central character. It's very hard for me to, uh, I fall in love with my characters and I don't want them to experience angst after I get them through the first (laughs) book. So it's very hard for me to move them into another angsty situation that they have to have a lot of trauma to. And I think that's from 30 years of teaching teenagers that I don't want to talk. Right, But the- I read one of your books late in in the series. Mm. So, yeah. So I didn't have a full view of what characters were coming from where. Mm -hmm. Well, I I started out, I was going to take uh, a character that I had introduced in the first book. This is my Regency Mysteries. And use right. him as primary character in the second book. And then, you know, do the same kind of thing for the third book. But it sort of fell apart because I really didn't bring in somebody to develop into another character. So it was, I came up with a totally new couple for the third book, even though somewhat of what they were talking about was the same situation. Yeah. And so I just kept that pattern, you know, yeah. as I went yeah. through um, and I was a lot happier doing that. I think I'm happier somewhat doing, because I don't like to put my characters in acts constantly. Uh, I'm, I was more ha- I was happier doing that particular thing, just moving new people in constantly. But I know uh, I have, I have, my mysteries are very, very much whodunit murder uh-huh. mysteries uh-huh. with ghosts. And um, I don't go overboard with uh, love story lines. Right. Um, but I do have, I, I do have uh, characters being in relationships. Yeah. And um, my two main characters in my, my Andrea Kelly mystery series are very best friends um, with, you know, that, romantic vibe like you know will they won't they and Uh um and my first book I I really crushed people's hopes at the end by putting the male main character with another guy instead instead of my (laughs) female main character (laughs) people were like what 
it. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it does, it does come back around again. And, and there's just enough of that, you know, are they ever going to get together um, uh, to kind of carry it through without it being a full romance, uh, you know, storyline. So, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of like that. I've had people say it seems very realistic to them. Right. Um, yeah. The back and forth. Yeah. That's all for this episode. Next week, Elle talks Plotter versus Panster, the synopsis, click magic for marketing, and much, much more. Join us. Thanks for listening to The Right Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emma Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Rooms. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at linkbooks at aol.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on.